Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the host never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Bienvenue a Interferences de Treval Podcast, un spectacle de concerts dentaires. Ya. Yeah. Je suis Joshua Austin. Et je m'appelle Lance Timmerman. Did you say je suis? Is that, does that mean my name is? You, no. Yeah, well, I am, but I mean, it's um, French. <laughs> With a German accent. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say I was good at either. Um, I just feel so European now, Lance. Well, oh, that's right. I mean, you were in Paris, so that that makes sense. You got the little German with French mixed in there, so it's like I'll say Lorraine area, right? Like, isn't that sort of between? Yeah, um, they'll they'll argue and war over that. Sometimes it's France, sometimes it's Germany. They'll or the war over anything. Actually, oh, pretty much, really. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I just feel so cultured now, you know, after spending so much time yeah. over in, in the old world, so to speak. So to speak. Got to see you there. Yeah, that was that was kinda kinda trippy to be so far from home and, yeah. and see you. You did great. Uh, let's let's recap okay. um our European adventures. Um so we started out in Paris. So uh-huh. we flew to Paris on Sunday slash mon- landed on Monday morning. Right. And um, flew business, Delta business from Atlanta to Charles de Gaulle. Nice. And uh, we, the the Delta one layout is like a one, two, one layout, right? Okay. So it's like um, two aisles and uh, on each side of the plane, there's one, uh, like a one, one seat aisle and then two seats then aisle then one seat so andrew and i were seated in the middle and somehow we got the first row okay and we got the first row on the plane with apparently the delta award-winning loudest motherfucking flight attendant team (laughs) in the entire fucking universe okay now i took an ambient and a volume and i slept through it but i could (laughs) i could still hear them like working okay they kept Andrea up all night. She didn't take enough meds, and so they kept her up all night. But like, they just were banging shit around all oh, night. Man. Like they, there was like at some point, you know, they they normally like do the service, the food yeah. service, and then it's like, then they kind of go into chill mode. Yeah, yeah, they they avoid. You know, my experience has been yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're like they you don't see them for like four hours. They're hoping you're asleep. That way they can yeah keep it themselves. They can go sleep, play on their phone, whatever. Yeah. These, you remember from Lord of the Rings, like when the orcs were like working underneath the fucking mountain to like make the bigger yeah. orcs and well, like yeah. forge the steel and all that shit? Of course. These, that was the fucking flight attendants. They were like working under the mountain to make more orcs or whatever. They, it was just gotcha. like b- pounding shit. I don't know if they were cataloging everything <laughs> like for inventory. I don't know what was happening, but they were literally just banging shit around well when you're making a nice katana blade it's folded 80 times right it's exactly what they were doing on on a fucking anvil just pounding on it 
So Andrea didn't really sleep at all, which sucks when you have to like get on European time. Yeah. Um, and I had slept a little bit, so it helped me. We land in Paris, and, and it had been Andrea's dream always to stay at the Ritz. Okay. And like mo- you know, most like if there's ever something that you've been dreaming of, thinking of, like right. it's always been, it's been on your mind for years and years and years. Uh huh. The chances of it meeting expectations are generally oh, it's pretty small. No, no chance. Except Snowflake the fucking Ritz. The oh. Ritz did it. Okay. She was like, I mean, it was everything she ever imagined. It was spectacular. Our room like looked out over um, Plaza Vendome. Um, okay. Is one of the. There's only like they only have like four rooms on the top level that look down on on Plaza Vendome, and and ours was one of them. Nice, absolutely beautiful room. Everybody there was just amazing. Um, it was just perfect. Like it was absolutely perfect. And, and, uh, it's, it's an interesting location. It's close to like the Louvre and the Tuileries gardens. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's a five minute walk to there. Uh-huh. Um, 10 minute walk to the Grand Opera. Is that, uh-huh. would you pronounce, is it just, do you pronounce it opera or? Um, Opera Garnier. Yeah. I mean, it's, okay. uh, yeah. Cause they moved to the other opera. It's more modern building okay. now. So. So it's it's a pretty easy walk to pretty much everything, but like the Eiffel Tower is not an easy walk. Yeah, that's not close. Um, so it's I mean it, it's a, it's in a good location, but it, it you know it helps you see a, a lot of the city. Um, for sure. But just the room itself was unbelievable. The, the the team there was just like you know exactly what you'd expect. And every time I went through the there's like a revolving door that you go through uh, when you go in. All I could think about was Princess Diana. Because that was kind of like the last footage of Princess Diana was her walking. It's like security footage yeah. of her walking into the Ritz. That's where they were staying yeah. the night that she died. Did you go down uh, to the Ponte Alma, Alma where it, she died? They have is a that where the tunnel was? Uh-huh. There's a big flame I didn't, there. I, and- <laughs> I, I knew that there was a, a tunnel. I knew that that happened in a tunnel, but I didn't know which tunnel. So oh. I would have known had I gone through it. Yeah. Um uh, from from the street, the street level, because there's a bunch okay. of stuff there. I think people are still throwing wreaths and, and mementos okay. at it, so you'd see the pile of stuff. But I, it's and not I don't close. Think, yeah, I don't think I did. Um, okay. But yeah, every the, time I walk, if you're gonna go see like the Bateau Mouche down by the uh, Eiffel Tower, you would okay. probably have walked past it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, every time I walk through the doors, I just imagine Princess Diana, which is pretty macabre. <laughs> um. But that was just absolutely spectacular, and, and and it did get the thought did get mentioned a couple of times. Like I'm gonna stay here. Andrew is saying I'm gonna stay here while you go to Germany. Um, <laughs> and just come back here and pick me up on your way home. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> she she and I we both loved Paris. This was Good. both of our first visits to Paris. So we both absolutely loved it. Everything was spectacular. Um, we took your we we took your advice on that. You said to go to the Louvre on like a Wednesday because uh-huh. it's closed Tuesday. So we went like Wednesday morning, um, and at some point, like we were in the room with Venus de Milo with no one else in the room. Nice. We were in the room with the Mona Lisa with like eight other people in the room, seven other people in the room. That's cool. So yeah. it was not crazy busy at all. Um, Good. Orsay was cool. Um, Orsay was actually busier than the Louvre, which is seems weird. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I like the Musée d'Orsay better, but I always thought the Louvre was always more crowded. So, yeah, the the architecture at Orsay is is pretty spectacular because it's an old train station. So there's yeah. a lot of times like you can end up on that top floor, like looking out at the clocks yeah. and whatnot, which is is super cool. 
Um, yeah, I mean, just the architecture there in general, because of sort of the way the city was kind of torn down by uh, an architect in the like early 1800s or whatever, and then all the buildings were sort of rebuilt yeah. in that Parisian style with um, plaster of Paris. Um, <laughs> surprisingly enough, it's not Paris, Texas, Paris, France. Um, it, you know, just gives that solid look, you know, that, that uniform look kind of all around the city center that, uh-huh. that just is what you think of when you think of Parisian architecture and, and, uh, food was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, my love of pace of, of baking and pastry, right. It's, uh, I have a love of those things, those TV shows. Yeah. So I had done a lot of Googling about like, all right, so, you know, it's like French patissier uh-huh. is the, like, you know, is a very specific style that's sure. very well executed. Um, and very, uh, like really close attention to detail. So try, trying to find out like where the best patissiers were and um, found this guy named Cedric Grolet, G-R-O-L-E-T. Okay. Young guy, probably early 30s. And he's um, his stuff looked amazing. And so it turns out he had a, um, a bakery right around the corner from Plaza Vendo, a oh. two-minute walk. So we walked over there and... I can never have baked goods again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the equivalent. The the equivalent of this is like it's 1993 and you're telling somebody like, dude, I'm really into basketball. I love basketball. I love the NBA. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm all about it. I consume it nonstop. I just love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. And then somebody saying to you like, oh, like you must really love Michael Jordan then. And you're like, who? I've never yeah. heard of him. And then you watch Michael Jordan play. You're like, oh, Holy fuck! Like this is the best person in the world. How did I know? How did I not know about this person? Right. That is Cedric Gurley. He is literally the best fucking baker in the world. And I had never heard of him because he's in France and he's like thirty years old and he's not on fucking Netflix. Yeah. Uh, or, or or the the Food Channel or yep. any of that stuff. He's just in in Paris, fucking crushing it. He makes these fruit sculptures that are unbelievable. Yeah. Um. His peri breast is was literally the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. It was absolutely unfucking believable. Um, he even made like an American. Uh, apparently, the big trend right now there in Paris is American cookies. Um, that's like a hot thing. It's oh, like really? every Parisian wants American cookies. So he had this like just like a sablé dough with. Like a, like a snickerdoodle or a chocolate chip? I mean, what? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, imagine like a pecan sandy sort of is kind okay. of a sable. Okay. Um, uh, but like obviously way better. Sure. And, but then like with car- caramel and, and, and candied pecans on it. And it was just like, he's, he's even fucking crushing us at our own game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one thing to like kill us at, at French patissier, like to do it with American shit and just be like, oh, watch all this. I'm going to dunk on all of you. I'm going to make yeah. the best fucking cookie any of you Americans have ever had. And he did. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, I can never have anything again <laughs> that will ever live up to that. It's just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So go look up Cedric Grillet and okay. look up his fruit sculptures. He makes these fruit sculptures that I don't know how he, like we spent, an hour trying to figure out how he did it. it yeah. It's unbelievable. And and I sent pictures and video to my friend Nacho, who's a professional baker here. Uh-huh. And it was just like, it would have been like somebody sending you Michael Appa's case photos. 
Like somebody who is just into dentistry, but not a dentist sending you like, Hey, I'm at Michael Zappa's office and yeah. I'm watching him prep and sending photos and be like, Oh my God. Yep. Um, that's what it was like. It was absolutely unbelievable. So that was, that was great. Food in Paris was really good. Um, we did go out for like a two Michelin star meal one night. That was not, that was probably the worst meal that we had was oh. the two Michelin star place. But like just the, <laughs> wow. we went to a couple of brasseries that were just like unfucking believable, you know? Very cool. Um, just like, like corner cafe kind of places. Yeah. Those are my favorite um, types. Food there was great. So then went, so that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday afternoon, we caught a, a high speed train from Paris to Cologne, which is my first experience riding European train. Um, well, doing a TGV is the best way then, because you certainly didn't do the little little Bonlio one where it goes to every stop and it's 30 miles an no, hour. No, this was great. It stopped in... I don't remember where all it stopped. I know it stopped in Brussels. Oh, it so you did in, a Talus. Okay. Yeah, we did the Talus. So it yeah. stopped in Brussels, Liège, uh, Aachen, yeah. um, some other German town, and then Cologne. So it was a th- probably a three-hour train ride. At some point, like you can hop on their Wi-Fi, and, and the main screen that pops up on the Wi-Fi or on your web browser will tell you how fast the train is going. Oh. We're going at like 190 miles an hour or something, just uh-huh. fucking tearing ass <laughs> through the French countryside. And it's just like, why don't we have this shit? This is fucking amazing. Well, like you just get on the train. There's no security. You show your ticket once. And you fucking go. It's yeah. just like you show up three minutes before and get on the train. Texas is supposed to be the first place we're going to get it. And then they talked I, about uh, San Francisco to L.A. Um, it, it, it makes they, so much sense. Talking about it for years and nothing's happening. Because it, it's because you're floating. You, you just feel like you're floating because there's, there's like yeah. magnetic. Yeah. And they, it's super smooth. Yeah. It's so easy compared to like a, taking a Southwest flight. This would make the people at Southwest like shit their pants. Oh yeah. If, right. if you could get around Texas with this, cause it would just make it, it just, it's just so nice and easy. If given a choice, I would take a high speed train over a, a, a short Southwest yeah, if, flight. If you could hop on a train to Portland, be there in what? 90 minutes, not have to drive. You yeah. could go down to Portland if fucking Weezer was playing or something, exactly. you know, and not have to worry about it. Exactly. So, so that, that experience was good. Um, I, it just made me jealous that we don't have it here. Mm-hmm. Um, got to Germany, put us up at a hotel by the Kolnemesse. Is that, is that the name of the... Probably. I'll just call it Kolnemesse, but... Kolnemesse, yeah. Something like that. Which is basically the big fucking... Um, Fairgrounds. Uh, convention center, yeah. whatever. It's just a massive convention center yeah. that IDS is held in. So they put us up in a, in a hotel near that, which was nice. It was a, like a Radisson, but it wasn't the Ritz. Yeah. A little oh, bit of a letdown You're going to be let down like for the rest of your life. You've- yeah, after the fucking <laughs> Paris Ritz. Yeah. So the next morning comes. Um, I think we went into town, into like downtown Cologne in uh-huh. the morning. And I remember thinking, like, Cologne reminds me of San Antonio because it's sort of a big, sprawling city. Uh-huh. But it's not like, I mean, it's not, it's not Paris, right? It's right. not like, it's not like eighteen million people, but it's still a big city. Oh, it ain't small. With a pretty, pretty concentrated city center, mm-hmm. um, and it's a big convention town, which San Antonio is a big convention town. And then there's a big landmark downtown that you got to see. You know, you just yeah. think of it Im- immediately. For San Antonio, it's the Alamo. For Cologne, it's the Cologne Cathedral. Mm-hmm. What everybody says about the Alamo, who's ever seen it, is what? That's it? That's it. It's <laughs> fucking way smaller than I thought it would be. You get to the Cologne Cathedral, and it's like the exact fucking opposite of it. It's like, holy shit. 
how did they build how did they start building this in 1250 yeah like this thing is 200 feet high it's massive it's intricately carved gothic architecture from floor to i mean in in 1400 when that shit was reaching that height whatever it was mm-hmm. that had to have been like the fucking world trade center right, right. like you just look up at it and it's just it's it's mind boggling it's massive so it's it's the exact opposite of the alamo of just like how big and yeah. impressive it was and um i just like it just standing and staring at it was just so interesting to me, which is, and that's not normally yeah. kind of, I'm kind of like, all right, look for a few minutes and I'm good. Like uh-huh. this, I just couldn't stop looking at this <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. It was really impressive. So then went back to the hotel and showered. Um, so this is Thursday um, and get to the, I wanted to make sure I got to the booth on time and like got entrance and like had to show my vaccine card and my testing and all that stuff to get in yeah. to IDS Arguably, the the security more stringent at IDS than it was at the U.S. border. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. So get into IDS, and I'm standing at the Align booth, kind of getting my bearings, kind of trying to... I don't really know a lot of the European uh, Align people, uh-huh. so I'd really just emailed with them um, for the most part. So I'm kind of like trying to find out who's who and like what I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh. And um, I see Coachman standing... Um, at one side of the booth and he's with his wife um, and he's talking with somebody and that person walks away and he's just standing there. So I head over there and I was like, Hey man, um, you have no idea who I am, but I'm on before you. And I just wanted you to know that, that my mentor is Bill Robbins. And, and I know that he and Robbins are pretty close and Robbins has taught a lot for, for DSD. Okay. And, and so um, I know Bill really well and Bill just said, Hey, just tell him, you know me, whatever, it'll be fine. And so I'm standing there talking to Coachman, and I look up behind Coachman, and I see Clint fucking Timmerman walking up. It's one in the afternoon, and he's already got like two beers in his hand. <laughs> and he's I'm like, I'm like talking to Coachman, and he just like he just comes right up, just right in there, just fucking cock blocking me from Coachman. <laughs> And uh, Coach was super cool. We we all yeah. talked for him. I was like, "Hey, this guy, uh, this guy right here is uh, you know the brother of the guy I do my podcast with." And and Coachman, you know, said hello to him or, or whatever. And uh, but it's just like fucking, he's just standing there, just with one o'clock in the afternoon, just fucking colch in his hand. Yeah, just uh, just being well, Clint Timmerman, man. Yeah, that's one town where you colch is everywhere, and it's a, it's a breakfast food. It's easier to drink than water. It's easier oh. to find than water, actually, yeah, and very, probably cheaper. Mm-hmm. It comes with those um, those handy little cups that uh, that you. It's one like Dixie cups. Just about. It's, they're they're pretty small. They're standardized though. I noticed uh-huh. they all have a line on them. Yeah. Um. And and a line took us out to dinner one night. And they took us to a a, a real like brew house, and uh, that where the guy comes and he's got the like the the round thing. Yep. It's got all the the glasses in, in it, and he's he's just reloading everybody yeah. but if you don't put a coaster over the top of your beer it means you just want more beer uh-huh and so they'll just keep giving you beer until you put a coaster over the and top and you put of a little beer. check mark on the one coaster keep a tally of all the beers they've given yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty impressive um 
So the the deal at at the speaking engagement. So I we've talked about this before, but IDS is not really an education meeting. It's really right. just a trade show. Exactly. Um, and Align wanted to bring some education to it, so they they built out really probably the biggest booth at at all of IDS. I mean, I know this was a pretty light year for IDS because of COVID, but yeah. as far as what I saw, it was the biggest booth I saw. Yeah, there's um, usually between that and the Exocad. Yeah, there's usually each building is going to have one main really impressive booth yeah in that building that was definitely uh itero yeah and so they had a, a big booth and they had um so they'd sent me like mock-ups of it before and they had sort of the stage built and they showed like seating like and like a little audience of like maybe 30 chairs and i get there and there's that's nowhere none no. of that is there and so what it has been replaced with was um like a full fucking television studio like yeah. imagine a morning show like with th- four cameras with boom and a stage and, yeah yeah with boom mics and and teleprompters and the whole shebang and so i'm like is this where we're you know and they're like yeah we decided that the you know instead of having people here the whole point of the whole deal was to to beam it virtually to like all the dentists of Europe, right? Uh-huh. So the lady who was sort of directing the show had an iPad that was like showing the simulcast of, of where it was going. And, and mm. when I looked down at it, it was like 4,800 people logged on mm. um, watching it from, from, I guess, home or their office, all, all European, Pan-Asian um uh you know all the, all those markets non non north america markets so the point of the whole deal was just to beam this out to people every you know all over europe uh-huh. um and so you know basically i'm doing my talk in front of no one essentially uh-huh. except a camera crew and then fucking you and clint <laughs> and uh and was it chris what's yeah, the name was, of the guy that yeah it was chris stafford harry wheeler yeah 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 and uh, who I didn't get to talk too much um, because they were kind of over there, like right as I was like kind of getting going and like trying to get with the Align people and the, yeah. the AV people. And when all we that. walked so up, they, we walked up and I, I saw you say, hey, Josh, right as you like your attention went somewhere and then you were gone. I'm like, I'm not following. Yeah, you. they were like pulling me on stage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not, like pulling me I'm, out there. I'm going this way. You, you do. Your yeah. Thing. <laughs> um, and so uh, I didn't get to, to, to say hi to those guys. So I, I apologize to, to those guys. Um, but you guys were like coming up like right as they were like yeah. trying to get me mic'd yeah. and all that stuff. I get so I, there's basically like four people there and I'm just talking to a, to a, Screen. a camera yeah. basically. Um, and so at, there was a moment when I got there, I'm like, why the fuck didn't they just like record me doing this at home <laughs> instead of bringing me over here? Uh-huh. But I'm glad that they did. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad that they didn't do that. I, the, everything was better with me being there. Yeah. Um, I think, and that would that was true for for everybody. They had a couple of of ones that they had to do virtually, mm. um, and it just didn't seem to have the the same pop. Right. But I see you. You 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 show up not long after Clint shows up. Um, I think I, I Coachman had already shooed me away at that point. I yeah. wasn't talking to him anymore. We were we were together. He just came from the different side of the stage. He he formed one side <laughs> of the, uh, the Eiffel plank. Tower, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and so you came up and you were sweaty. I mean, you were just like, you were, you could tell you were like on hour 27 of like, (laughs) of like intercontinental travel hadn't like maybe slept, but like slept in those clothes 
And oh, then, yeah. I, I literally, I, I get off the plane, I find the car, I drive two hours, I park yeah. it, and then I find the, the bridge and make my way across the way. Yeah. I, it, was, it was pretty wild, but it was good to see you. Um, and it was a welcome face. And you, I think you had had a culture too at that point, I think. I was on my first. Yeah, I just got there. You were on your first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, first of what I would presume to be four. You probably had four Kolsch the entire trip, right? That's the new Three math. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I've got to do this, this deal. And so the way they had it, I did 30 minutes um, about, you know, the, the, you know, the whole, the whole talk, which is just getting the maximum value out of your Itero, uh-huh. um, under these sweaty lights. And I'm just sweating through my shirt uh-huh. underneath it, you know, it's like wearing a suit under these bright studio lights and uh, Europeans don't love air conditioning the way we do. Apparently not. It's, it's had, not had that thing. meeting been in the States, that building would have been 64 degrees. Right. Um, but there it was probably 77 inside and that was comfortable for, for most of those Europeans. And yeah. then you put the lights on top of it and I'm sweating like Chris Farley, you know, oh, yeah. like Chris Farley, like coming off of a, of a withdrawal, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> a little DTs going on. Yes. Just- <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, so then after the first one, I did the first one on like the big studio set. Then they had me do, um, what they call genius bar. Um, or quote unquote, ask the expert. It's like, in what fucking universe am I an expert? Um, (laughs) and that one was like, basically they had a webcam mounted up in a corner. (laughs) So I'm just talking to this webcam that's mounted way up high and Uh there's like no, uh, there's like, there's no cameraman or anything. And so that one really feels like you're just talking to nobody. So you feel like a total loser when that one's (laughs) happening. Like here I am giving a Ted talk to fucking no one, no one caring. Uh Um, But they came over and showed you the numbers of like, who's watching it or how many people are watching it. So there's like people watching it, but it doesn't feel that way in the moment. You feel like you're fucking talking to yourself. Uh Just like, you know, you're having this imaginary friends conversation. Like you're fucking Mr. Rogers, (laughs) like, you know, playing with his fucking puppets. Um, So did that on Thursday Went out uh, Thursday night with the Align people to a, a, a beer hall, like we said, and had a little schnitzel, a little pull of sausage, a little pork knuckle. Sounds like a weird sexual move, the old pork knuckle. <laughs> God, I if I had a nickel. Okay, I gave her the old pork knuckle. <laughs> um, and then Friday we got up and we drove, we, we rented a car, which is a... Uh, y- y- no problem for you because you're you're you know you're you're basically European. Yeah, I love that's one of my favorite things to do is just rent a car in Europe and go. Okay, yeah, not at, like well out of our comfort zone, like driving in another country. Yeah, um, I kept a, a lot of the streets in Germany have some weird looking B in the name of them, but apparently that B is pronounced the like S? a double S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this language? This strange B that is actually two S's. S's yeah. I I don't understand. So it's like Strasse, right? Yeah. And it looks like Strabe, but it's Strasse. Yep. Yep. It's yep. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wild. Just, Europe is wild. That's why I rely on my GPS. I'll just follow the arrow. <laughs> yeah, we got we we had a couple wrong turns, but all in all it was successful. We drove down down through like Bonn. And uh, just a little south of Bonn to a place called Drakenfels, uh-huh. um, where they have kind of a big little, I don't know, uh, mountain hill. You can take a little train up it. Yeah. And, and you're, 
you really have a pretty spectacular you, view of the Rhine. You could take a train there if you knew. Otherwise, you might park in the other side and walk all the way up. Oh, you walked up that hill? <laughs> Jesus God. You didn't take the train? That train was six euros. I didn't even it's know it was there. the best six euro you would have ever spent. Yeah, <laughs> it's not in this, it's, there's not any signs where you have to know that it's there. Well, my GPS took me to the parking lot. I'm like, okay, park. Yeah. All right, keep walking. Park here, yep. Yeah, that, that was a hell of a climb, buddy. <laughs> I'm actually impressed that you did that. So you get all the way up there and there's this, you know, you're looking out this view over the Rhine and you can see, you know, the Rhine is basically, you know, just winds through, through Germany. It's just gorgeous, you know, and these little picturesque German, German towns right off the Rhine. Just, it's spectacular. It's breathtaking. It was amazing. Just unbelievable. Um, And then you go down, I don't know, probably a third of the way down, down the, the hill from that top lookout point and there's a castle that's built there. Um, that was built in the, I don't know, early 1800s or whatever as an estate for some family. Yeah. It's just fucking unbelievable. You know, it's just great. And it's yeah. just like shit like that that we don't have here. And it just makes me think, like, and, and I met all these people from a line. They're all from all over Europe. Uh, as Some French people, some, from, some people from Germany, some people from the UK. And they all live in, in Zurich now because uh, a line's had, uh, European headquarters are in Zurich. Um, they all speak multiple languages, you know? And so I, I just, I, you're around these people. I just feel like a fucking dolt, man. I just feel like an idiot. Yeah. Um, cause here are these, like, I, you know, I'm like, look, a Cowboys game, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and these guys are like hopping from, you know, uh, different languages and they just seem so refined and they see, you know, they just seem like they understand other cultures. Yeah. And I just feel like an idiot, you know? And it, it just like, it's mainly the language thing. Like these people who, who speak more than one language is really fucking impressive. Um, and I just feel like, you know, they, 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 they learn English because that's like what, you know, I guess a lot, most business is sort of done in English right. or not. And it's mainly just because we're too fucking stupid here in the, <laughs> in the States to learn another language. Pretty much. That they all have to like kowtow to us. Um, and I just like wish that I had that. I wish that I could just like hop into speak a little bit of German, uh-huh. like like you, like speak a little bit of French. And it's it's it, some of the life experiences that you have. I'm very envious of having spent time over there, like uh-huh. in a different culture. Like those are all things that enrich your life. And I think most of us here in the states like don't get any of that. You know, we yeah. go to college and we fucking pound some beers. And then we go to dental school, and then they open up a fucking business, and then that's it. You yeah, know? work you until you die. You don't get to, ex- and you don't get to experience other cultures or other people. Yeah, um, and see the way things are done in other parts of the world, and experience other parts of the world, and it's it's um, it just sort of opens your eyes to sort of how myopic we are yeah. about the importance of us. And then you get over there, and it's like, you know, I don't know. It's Saturday, and it's like college football you know uh-huh you what you'd walk in any restaurant in the states and it, every tv would have on college football and like you go into any place in europe and they don't even there's like nothing you know it's just nothing that's yeah that's and not what they do shit yeah yeah and, and it's just you know it's, I, i'm not gonna say it's better it's just different and it's like i just wish we all had no, i wish i, I would have had more of that you know and i wish i would have had ex- i wish i would have had exposure to that when i was younger so that maybe it would have changed the way my brain formed sure well, it's not about too late. Things like language, you can culture. still travel and go go see that stuff. One of my favorite memories is I was in a, an Irish pub in Dubai watching cricket. <laughs> <laughs> is 
That is a very Lance story right there. I mean, that's as Lance as he gets. It just like I, I also I think it's really great what you've done with your daughters and in, in exposing them to that uh-huh. as well. And uh, I just think it, you know, it's one of those things. I have a couple, like my main, one of my main, one of my main and really few regrets in life is that I didn't take a year off at some point uh-huh. and live in New York City. I just feel like living in New York City would have been a, a, an experience that Very would have much. been something I would have learned a, a lot from. Yeah. And, and I regret not having gone to Europe when I was younger. Yeah. Um, to just see and understand other cultures. And and uh, I think it just makes you richer. And so I, I, I think agree. If, if we have anybody, any listeners here, um, take your kids to Europe when they're young and let them understand that there's other places in the world besides the States and other languages besides English. And yeah. and the world doesn't revolve around us. You know, there's a, a wide world out there that doesn't give a fuck what we do <laughs> and what we're into and has no idea who Dua Lipa is and doesn't give a shit, you know, about uh-huh. Bo Burnham, you know, they right. don't care. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. It just, it's, it's, uh, it, it opens my eyes to, to wishing I would have had more of those experiences and then wanting more, you know, trying to figure out like, all right, what, what kind of three pack of cities could we hit in a week uh-huh. um, in Switzerland and in Spain and in, you know, uh, uh, Poland, uh, Austria, you know, Czechoslovakia, like any of the, you know, any of those. And you're kind of looking at the map trying to figure out like, okay, you know, how could we get a, a, a taste of this side and, and yeah. over here? And, and, um, you know, that's something that I, I wish I would have started earlier in life, um, because I feel like I haven't experienced as much as I should. Well, and it, um, it can be overwhelming as well. So when you do start traveling, doing things like that, I always tell everybody doing it to, to don't try to see it all because there's so much, you'll be overwhelmed. So just kind of, yeah. it's like a buffet. You take a little here, a little bit there and plan yeah. on coming back and uh, you'll do another trip that will be maybe country adjacent that you might, if you have enough time, you might hurry on over back to the area that you really, really liked and then continue on with what other things you're seeing. Yeah. And so that's one yeah, of the reasons. I mean, it would take you six months to see Oh, easy. The, you know, all the places in Europe you would need to see. Well, that's the whole the reason why I even tried getting a license in another country was to have an excuse to, to go back, um, yeah. to, to be able to, even if I was just working part time and doing a, you know, a couple times a year, an excuse to then be able to then go yeah. look around and take a train yeah. and, and all that. No, it really is. It's just, it's, it's one of those things like you, you, it just feels stimulating to your brain to be in another culture yeah. and experience other people who don't speak your language and you don't speak theirs and you got to kind of figure things out. And, yeah. um, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool. Now I'm good with it for about a week. Yeah. And after about a week, like I'm tired of my fucking phone, not working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of not having any ice. And I want a fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. And I like after the, but it, like for that, for that week, it's week, seven, eight days. I'm good. But after a week, I'm like, I need my fucking phone to work. I'm tired of being on the edge network. You're right. <laughs> what, right. <laughs> what is this shit? Yeah. Um, it was, um, Clint, I was sitting there at dinner with Clint. We're just uh, on the out, outside cafe at, at midnight or one in the morning and just looking around, kind of going, uh, you know, the architecture, just looking around. Yeah. It's, 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 we don't have that it's shit just, here. I, could, I, can't, I don't get, can't get enough of it. I, I, I want to go home after maybe a week and then. Yeah. But then as soon as I'm home, I'm like... The closest oh. is Boston, I think. I mean, a little little bit in New York, but the closest is Boston where it's like shit was... You have some shit that was built like in the 1800s. Uh-huh. But that doesn't... That's like that doesn't hold a fucking candle to the Cologne Cathedral that started no. construction in 1250. Exactly. Fucking 1250. Yeah. It's before the Black Death, motherfucker. Like, right. there's a Middle Ages. Right. And that shit is still there. Or like the Louvre. I think that was at 600. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like when they started it. Started. It's, it's just wild. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, we took a train back from Cologne Saturday. I spoke again on Saturday, so I did Thursday and Saturday. Took a trip back um, to Paris from Cologne because our flight was out of Paris. And I apparently am dog shit at reading a 24-hour sh- clock. <laughs> I don't know what those fucking numbers are. I don't know. For some reason, our, our train got into Paris like 2130. And I don't know why the fuck I thought that was 1130 at night. And so I was telling Andrew, like, yeah, we get in like late. We get in like at almost midnight. And our flight out the next morning is like at 8 a.m. Like, almost midnight. Fuck. And she's like, what time does our train get in? And I was like, it's almost midnight. It's like 2130. She's like, you fucking idiot. 21.30 is 9.30, not 11.30. Yeah. So we got this like bonus night in Paris where we got to go out and have a great dinner that we weren't expecting to have. Ended up being this amazing dinner. It's just like a a, a brasserie that the concierge at the Ritz recommended Uh um, called Vaudeville. It was was just, it was was like, you know, our reservations were at 10.30. The place was fucking hopping at 10.30. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you grab a bottle of Veuve and go to Sacre-Cœur? We did not, but we did have a lot of champagne, rosé champagne, um, and, and, and regular champagne um, at the different brasseries uh-huh. um, that we, we ate at. And, and I had, at one restaurant, I had a, a, just a glass of house, like, Bordeaux. Uh-huh. And I just tasted it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is like your fucking house wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is like a $180 bottle of wine. Easy. <laughs> and like in the United States, this, this is like... If they drank our house wine, like at, at 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 fucking Applebee's, like they would put their brains on the wall. Oh, yeah, it was so <laughs> it, it it was just such a great like bonus night dinner that we weren't expecting to have because I'm retarded when it comes to a twenty four hour clock uh-huh. and knowing. I mean, thank God I was in the military. I'd be fucking late everywhere or early three hours early, three hours late. I don't. God knows what. Yeah, but it was great. Flew home. Um, you know, had read and read and read and read about. You know, you got to show COVID and vaccine and yeah, yeah. And, and we did have to show a COVID test to get on the plane uh-huh. and to get through French customs, uh-huh. like to check out. Yeah. Um, when we got to the United States, those motherfuckers did not ask to see a test they, at all. No two shits at all. No. They could, they were like, well, and, and now I'm global entry. Uh-huh. And so maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. But it was like, they, they never even, I had it up on my phone. They didn't ask. They yeah. were like, yeah, whatever. Did you bring anything back with you? No? Okay, cool. I was supposed to have the the two printed copies of the affidavit yeah. signed and everything. I had them ready. Yeah. I'm giving them to them. They're like, yeah, I don't want that. I'm like, I, the <laughs> website said care. you did. Well, that's, uh, when we were planning this trip, it was like, all right, do we need a test to get in to, to France? No. Do we need just a vaccine card? Do we need a test to get into Germany? No, just a vaccine card. Where's the one place we need a test to get into? The United States, which is fucking in red zones everywhere. Like, why do they need a test to get in when you're they're fucking worse off than everybody? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So that was kind of a... I mean, it wasn't a waste of time because I couldn't have gotten on the plane without it. You're right. Um, however, I was expecting... Like, just ask for it. I don't, give, I don't care if you care, uh-huh. but just ask to see it because I went through the fucking trouble uh-huh. of lugging these goddamn COVID tests... To Europe and do we did the ones where you um you like part of the purchasing of it is like you get a proctor that you like FaceTime with or whatever. Oh really? And they watch you take it and then they like read the result for you and then they send you just like within five minutes a a uh, like a barcode on your phone that you can scan and it tells you you know how many hours since your your last negative result. Huh. Um, I had a- and so those. Super easy. I, they actually have a, a building in the Frankfurt yeah. airport where you get in, in line and they send it up. 
do all the whole thing. And you had to go on, they, they walk you through the website to register with it. And then when you're all done and they, you know, stick it up your nose, back your throat and they say, okay, you're going to email in 30 minutes. And so you open the email when you finally get it. And it, uh, I was able to then download it to my um, my wallet on my phone, so I was all ready to yeah. to, to show everybody. Oh, look, I, yeah. here it is. Here it is. Just fucking asked to see it. Like I read everywhere, every fucking website uh-huh. for the United States Border Patrol and Customs says must have a negative test. Just fucking ask. Uh-huh. Just ask. They never asked. Oh my god, Lance, this is an advice show. We're forty minutes in. <laughs> Well, let me let me just give a little shout out real quick. I got to hang out with um, I get a text from this guy named Harry Wheeler, who was the the one that actually asked us to say, uh, hey, the, his new brother in law is a big fan of the show. He's from Scotland, but he's you know going to be in or in Ireland, going to get married, and so he's he said he, he messages, hey, I'm with Clint, and I'm like, ah, oh, you sound like an asshole, and so. <laughs> He's like, this the fucking just, just dunking on Clint. <laughs> and so, Jesus. So the, he was who we were hanging with. Super nice guy. He's still in dental school. How's this? They're making him repeat a year of dental school because they couldn't, they're basically closed during COVID. And so every, that's some bullshit. Yeah. They didn't get anybody to work on. I mean, otherwise they were going to graduate people that had only done one root canal, uh, two crowns. So yeah, it's called my fucking dental school that I went to. <laughs> oh, really? So then, but I did <laughs> At get least to on hang the endo. I hung with uh, Chris Stafford and his wife um, and it super cool people. I ended up, I, my feet were so, I don't know how much of the place you saw, but I was walking around so much. We, we clocked, it was like 18 miles and my, ca- Holy shit. my calves were hurting. Every, when I wake up in the morning, I couldn't walk. And so it was horrible. Um, That's crazy. But then what was, was awesome about Cologne, I don't know if you got a chance to experience this, but they, this little electric scooters that you can rent. Yeah. You see them around the States a little bit here and there, sort of. They're everywhere in San Antonio. It, it, People just like leave them on the fucking There's so many there. There's, there's everywhere. Yeah. five different companies. I had, kept, had to keep yeah. downloading apps for the ones that yeah. I was near. And, but, so we, we had dinner. We had went to a brew house uh, with uh, Harry and, and Chris and his wife. Um, and then we um, had a whole bunch of calls. The guy kept coming along and I wasn't putting the, the coaster. You put the coaster over it. <laughs> so we did a whole bunch of that. And then we went to another place to where <laughs> fucker Harry kept buying uh, Jaeger bombs. That's the, that and, is all bad news. And he kept, you know, next thing I wasn't looking. And all of a sudden there's another one in front of me. And uh, so we did so many. I don't mean how many we had. But finally, Chris was kind of drunk. So we got him on a cab. And so Clint and I are looking at each other going, I still got jet lag. So we rented a scooter and we scootered around Cologne till like four in the morning. <laughs> You're on like a most wanted list somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure a couple of them. We do not tolerate that behavior in Germany. <laughs> but we saw a shit ton of Cologne in the middle of the night and there's still clubs That's open. Awesome. So we pull over and, and had a had a beer there. And then uh, Clint, I don't Do they just not have like closing hours or is it like 4 a.m.? I think what, it was is 4 it? because we, we end up getting last call there too. And so, um, so we got back on the scooter and kept going around town and finally found our, our hotel. Clint had to fly That's to awesome. Prague Saturday morning. So he got up and then I'm just had to. Yeah. And, and I, I had my, I had to check into my hotel in Frankfurt sometime that day. And I thought, you okay. know what? My legs are so tired from 18 miles a day of walking. Yeah. I'm just going to go. And that's when I, you had gone to that, that castle. I, yeah. I just drove out there myself and, and saw it and. Made my way down Except to that you didn't do the train. You had to climb the fucking mountain. With calves that are so sore that I couldn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, uh, every time getting out of the car sucked. So yeah. it uh, it was um, it was uh, an amazing experience. A whirlwind couple days for me. Um, well, I'm, I appreciate you going and being there. It, but, it uh, means a lot. I was, I was glad to see you guys. Christina, Chris, and Harry were were the highlight of our trip there too. So I love the couple where they have similar, they have the, like the same name, but the different, I have a couple <laughs> patients like that, that are like Chris, I have a Chris and Christina. Uh-huh. Um, I have a Lee and Liana. Um, and I think I have a couple other ones that are like that. I love, I love a couple like that, you know, yeah. that's the, the same name, but just put an A at the end of one of them. Yeah. Although she, Christina's with a K and a Y. Well, it's still yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, we have time. We're going to do one question because okay. I just Got can't, it. I can't not do it. So this is an advice show. We answer questions, except not really. Not really. We answer questions. <laughs> we find all this neat little dental face groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We start dental dentists and dental team members. So you need a brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They're the assistance we crave. You can submit your questions to working at friends gmail.com. Do we know just any question? Do we answer? No. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like what's the best kind of lecture because we all know that the lecture you should you could have done virtually for fifteen hundred bucks at home, but you get a free trip to Europe <laughs> is the best kind of lecture ever. We have the questions according to Christians and cannot answer. Question one, Reddit user Crisp Chum asks, "Burn my mouth on pie? Help!" Yesterday I ate a pie that was scolding. I fucking hate it when my pie is scolding. You see Clean your room. Clean your room. (laughs) (laughs) It is now a white patch. The burn is at the very back of the mouth, at the tip of my jaw. It hurts to talk and swallow. My PCP called in lidocaine viscous solution. It numbed my whole mouth for a bit, but it was hard to get it back there. I have a job where I need to speak on the phone and I can't do it. It hurts too much. How long should this last? I'm also rinsing with salt water. Only three times so far, having honey and yogurt. I had Advil, but I already had six pills for 24 hours. At least the pie was good. Here's the fucking thing about this question, Lance. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell me what fucking kind of pie it was? No. I got to know what fucking kind of pie this was. Yeah, are we talking a fruit pie, a cherry pie, an apple pie, or is it certainly not banana cream? No, it can't be like a custard pie. No. Or like a coconut cream, because that would, you know, obviously wouldn't wouldn't be hot. It could be a minced meat pie. That could be served hot. That that certainly could be. So uh, my, I, I would guess it's too early for pumpkin pie. I mean, we're right on the cusp of right. pumpkin pie territory. Yeah. But I, I feel like we're way too, I think we're too far out for it to have been. A hot pumpkin pie. That seems like a really like Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're only going to have hot pumpkin pie like maybe on Thanksgiving day. Right. But could this be a McDonald's apple pie where that like a hand pie is what we I'd call that a hand pie. Hand but yeah, pie? those are a fucking hand pie is mm. is great. Gotta love a good hand pie. Love a hand Hard pie. Hard to make because you gotta get you gotta get the the pie that you gotta mm-hmm. get that dough to seal. Otherwise, all that shit comes. Oh. Out, you know all the the. Yeah filling leaks out of it and you, you don't want you you don't want the filling you'll, leaking out you'll have a bad day your leg yeah um i'm gonna go apple pie because you know those it the apple itself becomes kind of like a heat sink yeah. you know mm-hmm. um and especially if you microwave it and you know you can have one of those like part of it's still kind of cold we get like one apple piece that just got got all the microwaves and it's like nuclear hot yeah. and it just sizzles through the fucking you know countertop if you drop it on there but the rest of the pie is 
kind of cold. Yeah. Apple does that more than I would say like a cherry. Um, yeah, it could Apple be. seems to to be there's something about the apple i think that that holds that better now there's a difference between a dutch apple pie and american apple pie explain um american apple pie number one has a pastry top that pastry can be lattice that pastry can have um you know little decorative leaves or whatever cut Mm -hmm. out of it but it's going to have a pastry top so basically you know a pie crust all the way around right Mm -hmm. a dutch apple pie generally won't have a top especially won't have a pastry top if it does have a topping it'll be streusel um and then dutch apple pie has apple slices as opposed to like chopped up apple chunks so that would be gotcha a difference in in the way that that it's filled um, I, I feel like the chunk of apple would be more likely to burn. Yeah. Um, a, a thin apple pie or a thin apple slice, I don't think would hold as much heat as as a chunk would. That makes sense. Um, could be like a blackberry pie. Um, yeah. Or, or a blueberry pie. Um, pecan pie can do it as well because you know those like that like inner gooey part uh-huh. you know can get can get pretty smoking hot. But I just I kind of fucking know what kind of pie it is. Because I'm just reading the question, like wondering what kind of pie. And then he says at the end, the pie was good. Okay, so despite the scalding burn. Despite the scalding, I kind of know what fucking kind of pie Mm. is good, even though it like nuked your tonsillar pillars. Still was good pie. What kind of pie? What kind of pie? No one asked. No one asked on Reddit, hey, like what kind of pie was it, No, the follow-ups were finding out? No, there's no follow-ups. Sons of bitches. I also, I mean, I love pie. Uh, where are you on pie? Um, I, I don't mind it. It's not usually the one I would order uh, for dessert. I'll really? Eat. Yeah. If I see a fruit pie on a menu somewhere, hmm. I fucking get it. It's just I, like, God, I love a cherry pie. I bet you I do. I love it. I love it. It's like, <laughs> it's it's so good. Um, apple, you know, an apple pie. I, it, it, we made an apple pie with cheddar. Um, a, a couple years ago, that was fucking out of this moon, out of the world, just wow. over the moon, great. Wow. Um, yeah, I tend to I, I, like a, a creme brulee or a bread pudding. Okay, so you like custardy sort of? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bread pudding, I just think you like the booze. <laughs> I just think you. Well, like, that doesn't hurt. Um, a coconut cream pie is also super solid. Yeah. Um, really, a cream pie of any kind, Lance. Uh, I'm I'm here for. It. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I, the pie was scolding. So the pie was scolding him about what? Being such Clean a dumbass. Your room! <laughs> You're such a pig, crispy chum. You're a pig. Clean your room. <laughs> I'm a pie, and I'm telling you to clean your room because you live in a pigsty. You pig. Is that is that what he means by the pie was scolding? I uh, I, I doubt it, but you know I, I I don't know. That's what he that's what he wrote. Clean your room. Do you think he means the pie was scalding? I'm assuming that's what he meant, but okay. he sucks at spelling. Yeah. Vowels are important, Lance. Which buy vowel one. you pick? Just buy one. Is dude. important. <laughs> You're a pig. You're a pig with this pie in this room. Clean it. I love a scolding pie. It's just so judgmental. Kind of into it, yeah. You never have a girlfriend. 
You should move out. What are you doing here? Don't you have a job? I love a scolding pie. Is it says it is now a white patch. The pie is a white patch. Like it. I guess you did right. It got moldy. <laughs> it's only white at the end. <laughs> it's white in his mouth, I guess. Sure. The burn is at the very back of his mouth. How did it get that far back there? Is he eat like a duck? Yeah. Like open wide and like drop the pie in like to the back of his mouth. How did it not burn something further forward before it got to the yeah, back? Yeah, I'm always burning my incisive papilla, not my Right. You my burn uvula. the front or you burn the roof of your mouth. Uh-huh. Not like, oh, I I <laughs> like you know, like when you're um you have somebody's like tossing you a peanut M M&M M or something like that and you try <laughs> right. to catch it. Yeah. And like I could see how like if it arched just right, like it could hit you in the back of the mouth. Sure. Without touching anything else. But if you're eating a piece of pie off of a fork. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. How does that burn like all the way along to I could see if it burned the back of the mouth, but like it would leave a trail of burn all the way around. I do not have you ever had viscous lidocaine? I haven't. Um, it just like a numb just a, if you numb all the mucous membrane in your mouth, like it's just not a pleasant feeling. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's better or worse than the burn, uh, but it's certainly not like, ah, that feels better. Right. This is just a different, it's just a different kind of uncomfortable. Uh-huh. It numbed my whole mouth for a bit, but it was hard to get it back there. Like, yeah, you, you're not going to gargle really with it because it, God forbid you swallow that shit. Right. That would not be good. Um, I have a job where I need to speak on the phone. Well, the pie should have fucking scolded you. Yeah. <laughs> what about your job where you're a telemarketer, Jerry? What are you going to do about that when you eat my scolding hot insides? Did I say scolding? Or scalding? You did. <laughs> Which one? You said scolding. God <laughs> damn it. God damn it. Before you eat my scalding hot insides, Jerry. I'm the scolding, scalding pie. <laughs> we need a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Why are you wearing your shoes inside, Jerry? <laughs> Leave your shoes at the door. Um, <laughs> yeah, getting scol- scolded by a pie does hurt too much, for sure. You don't want to get scolded by a pie. Yeah, that's a pretty severe shame. These fucking pies, they're just scolding. They're just so judgmental, these pies. So judgmental. Um, how long should this last? I don't know. What, two days? Yeah, give it two. Maybe three. He says he's rinsing with warm salt water a lot, which I think is counteracting the lidocaine. It's probably not a great idea. I would think, yeah. I don't know what the fuck honey and yogurt are going to do. Maybe this act like a, a balm. fucking Aveda store. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, like, I don't know what... Yogurt isn't going to do shit for you except make you shit. That's it. That's all yogurt's going to do. Honey, I guess it might coat it, but fucking lidocaine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what are you just eating honey by the fucking spoonful? Yeah, well, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah. No? I mean, yes, it does, but like you can't just constantly be having a spoon of sugar. That's oh, you don't? How you get diabetes. Have you tried? <laughs> you don't know. I look like it. <laughs> I do look like it. Um, already had six pills for the 24 hours of, of Advil. Advil doesn't really help for shit like this. You know, 
I wouldn't like think. a burn on him. Like it's that, you mm-hmm. know, it helps for like, um, you know, uh, you've got a little like pulpitis. It helps for that shit. Yet it, a tooth surgically extracted. It doesn't help for like, I burned my soft tissue. It's not, you know, you just need the, to put the viscous lidocaine on it and just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, get a fucking job where you can, instead of being on the telemarketer, you like are at, like the representatives that people chat with at the live chat window. That's you know right. What I mean, where you're just typing your answers. You type along and you don't have to talk to anybody. You're going to have to get a transfer, Jerry, to another <laughs> department. I'm the scolding pie. Fucking scolding pie is more annoying than Dickie Dickert's. Um, <laughs> yeah. Clean your room, Jerry. So gross. When was the last time you washed that robe? <laughs> Why are all these socks crispy? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jerry and his pie. Um, let me look at Chris Chum here. Let me see what we got. We got anything good. Um, uh, burned mouth and throat from hot food. Uh, a, this is an ask docs age 26 sex male height five, eight. What the fuck does that matter? <laughs> like, ah, you're fucked. If you were six, four, <laughs> You'd be fine. this would be no big deal. Just walk it off. But that five, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> it's gonna be hard. Duration of complaint three hours. I took a big bite out of apple pie. There it is. Yes. There it is. Mystery solved and didn't realize how hot the filling was. It's been a few hours. Hurts to swallow and talk, even drinking water. How can I relieve it? Uh, I have a job where I need to talk on the phone. At least the apple pie was good. Why couldn't he have told us it was apple pie? Sons of Only bitches. physicians get to know. Yeah. Um, one person on there, only, only comment, says popsicles. There you go. It's like when you get your tonsils out. Um, he posted that twice. The second time was removed. Oh. <laughs> um, how can I send pictures of Winnie the Pooh to Z- Xi Jinping? I guess is that the president of China? I, I have no idea. How can I That's... send pictures of Winnie the Pooh to Xi Jinping? That sounds contagious. Um. Does Xi Jinping like Winnie the Pooh? He'd better if you're going to be sending on that shit. You can send me pictures of Winnie the Pooh. I don't <laughs> want like a picture of an actual poo. I mean, yeah. a cartoon character <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Um, I need help. This is from um, YNAB, um, which is a subreddit for a popular budgeting software called You Need a Budget. I need help rolling with the punches. Hey, everyone, I've been budgeting since July, and I need help. It's fucking September, so it's like it's you did it twice. <laughs> All right. I went on vacation. I ended up spending a lot more than I anticipated because my partner ran into financial issues, so I had to cover her half. Plus, the initial hotel we're going to stay at was a dump, so I have a cancellation fee for that, and I'm spending more money on a decent place to stay. Also, I have a sudden wedding I need to go to this weekend. Don't ask, lol. I need to buy a suit and give a gift. I'm giving less of a gift than what I normally would. Normally, I've been a month ahead on bills, but now I'm only covering this month's bills and next month's rent and a few bills. I have money for groceries and gas to my next paycheck. Very little fun money. All of the money I'd saved up towards a fun purchase I was saving up for is gone. 
I just feel stuck and like I'm doing something wrong. I'm tempted to take money from my emergency fund as a buffer to cover my expenses for the next few weeks. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I have two months rent worth in my emergency account and it's like five months worth of my savings. I don't know if I'm thinking too much into this. I've been very anxious about this stuff lately. Edit, I took a bit of my emergency fund, but I replenish it each time I get paid. Thanks everyone. Um, I would not have touched the emergency fund. I would have left it. And I just would have not done some fun shit. You just went on vacation. Yeah. You just fucked this pie. Um, <laughs> and that the pie should be enough fun things to get you through, right? Maybe just settle down a little bit. Yeah, just stop fucking these pies. Just Netflix um, and chill. I've never seen so many ducks in mobile photography. Um, is this mold in my toilet? <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's see here. Um, over budgeting. Why do you manage finance finance purchases into YNAB? Um, how can I reconcile on Android? Save five thousand dollars in two months. Does anyone else get more congested in the shower? This is in the subreddit of sinusitis. What a fucking horrible subreddit! Wow. <laughs> These are the worst fucking people. <laughs> I have a deviant septum and allergies. I get sinusitis more frequently than others. However, I can be completely clear than going to a hot shower. Then my nose clogs up. I've asked my ENT, allergist, and general doctor. None of them knows why. Is it even my particular shower? It happens in other showers. Then as soon as I breathe in cooler air outside the shower, clears uh, uh, outside of the shower, clears up in- instantly. That seems to be the opposite. Don't a lot of people like clear up when they get into like yeah. the steam? Like doesn't the steam kind of help open? That's what I was told. Open you up. Um, see if I can find anything else good. Um, I don't want to like end on that one. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. This is in the subreddit of ingrown toenails. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> How can I take care of my infected toenail until my doctor's appointment? I have a, I see the podiatrist on the 22nd. I, it started about two weeks ago. I did some of my own surgery. Which, looking back, may have been counterproductive. You think? I put Neosporin on a Band-Aid and it went away in two days. It came back yesterday probably because of the butcher job I did last time. I think I may have gotten the piece of the nail into my skin, but I'm not sure. The skin on the side is red and puffy. There's no pus. I've been soaking it in warm, soapy bath, as well as a bowl of water. I don't know what just sticking your foot in a bowl of water does. (laughs) And hydrogen peroxide. People fucking the motherfuckers love hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. People put that shit on everything. Um, after I put a bandaid on, I mean, yes, sporin. Um, am I doing the right thing until my appointment? I don't plan to do anything any more cutting until my appointment. I'll leave that for him. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, probably a good Stop idea. Stop cutting. Yeah, there's there's start with that. Do you know how fucking lucky we are that people can't get to their fucking teeth? <laughs> yeah, because people will be doing shit like that. Yeah. If they could get to their teeth and there's like a sharp edge or something. I've had people that like will take a nail file and like, oh, I had a sharp edge on it uh-huh. and I took my nail. But could you imagine if they could fucking get to it? They would just come in with like torn up shit, gums, yeah. God knows what. You know, it's like, thank God we know what to do with that shit because they can't get to where we have to work. So I, um, that is one thing I do think the scolding pie for um, <laughs> is that people can't get. Can't get to their teeth. Well, Lance, uh, that's going to about do it for the night. I think it should. Um, do, you have, do you know anybody that loves a, a scolding pie, that loves a pie that just won't 
leave them alone about their life's choices? You have any friends like that? I don't have any friends, so no. That is true. <laughs> but you just told me about your fucking uh, Scottish friends. Um, I all I know, they told me that you guys were were like reenacting scenes from Train Spotting. <laughs> you know, that's what I heard. We did a few things like that. I was sick boy. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Um, uh, if you know anybody like that, tell them about the show. It's how we grow the show. One new listener at a time. Lance, what's your favorite number? What's your favorite number of Kolsch's? Big fan of 25. Uh, five. Yeah, it's a 47. <laughs> Which night? To be fair, Kolsch is it's a hair on the light side. So you can have. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a few of them. They go down pretty. It's not like Guinness. No. No. Um, yeah, hit us up with a, a five star review. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences, Josh and Lance. Bunny Shepard, Dennis, and Dental Team members. Twitter at Winterferences. Instagram at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram at Dear Timmerman DMD. And can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Smash that follow button. Uh, is it my turn for a song? It is. Uh, I was going to pick, um, you know, like in every fucking movie when they show Paris. They have like, um, Lovey and Rose. like an accordion song. Yeah, Lovey and Rose. You know, okay, yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't see one fucking guy in a Britney shirt with a fucking <laughs> uh, uh-huh. like uh, bandana tied around his neck and a beret playing an accordion at all. And I just I want my fucking money back because I just that that was every fucking street corner. Yeah, you you were well. You're at the Ritz. I think they they banish those guys. They get the hose. Okay, hose them down. Get off the so lawn. I didn't hear any. <laughs> I didn't hear any of that, but um, because no one in Europe knows who the fuck I am, um, <laughs> I'm picking a song by uh, two young men named Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock uh, called "It Takes Two. and one of the lines uh, says, "I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone," and, uh, <laughs> and that's that's how I feel. There you go. So, um, I hope you enjoy. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two. For Lance Timmerman, I'm Joshua Joshua Austin. Jesus Christ. Um, peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Oh, uh, no. Fromage. How do you say bags? Oh, bags. Uh, in French. Like a sac. <laughs> sac de fromage. Stay fresh, sac de fromage. Hit <laughs> it. Listen 
don't like it, so what? I don't care. I'm number one, the uno, I like punk. Bring all the suckers, cause all of them I'll stomp. Won't neglect, but I will protect. All of my followers, cause all I want is respect. I'm not a boxer, but the man who rocks her. A slick brother that can easy out boxer. Cause I'm Bob, the last name they chef. And over mic, I'm known to be the freshest. So let's start, it shouldn't be too hard. I'm not a sucker, so I don't need a bodyguard. I won't press where bulletproof vests. Don't smoke Buddha, can't stand sex, yes. I'm at the bases in. I'm kinda stingy, that's why I don't wanna win. A funky rhyme to a foe or a good friend. Now listen up, cause I want you to comprehend. Cause I'm the leader, the man, superior. I take care of ya, and then you get worried. So just sit, my mother not counterfeit. The record sells, which makes this one a hit. It won't hurt to listen to red alert. Take off the shirt, make sure it don't hit the dirt. I like the kids, the guys, the girls. I want the duck, cause this is raw based world. I'm on a mission, you better just listen. To my rhymes, cause I'm all about this and cause. Just like a breeze. 